If the roar of the crowd gives you goosebumps, catching a slip makes you grin, and above all, you love making your bookie cry, then you're in the right place. The number one spot for premier betting advice and wild opinions, shared with a fan base like no other. Welcome home. This is the Punch List MMA Podcast. Deep breath. <laughs> We're back. We're back. We, the pejorative we, we are back. Myself, producer Jake, uh, the dream team, if you will. We are here. We are back. The hiatus has ended. Uh, if you made it this far, you faithful few, congratulations. I appreciate that. That steadfastness. Uh, hopefully your reward will pay off. So here we are. We took roughly 40 days off. Uh, there was a brief interlude where I came back uh, to fulfill an obligation to the one and only Patrick over at Addicted to Combat. Came back, did his show. Or no, he came back. We came back. He was on this show. Sorry. I... And um, after that, man, we were uh, we were rocking and rolling. That was it. So uh, I want to. there's a couple things I want to touch on before... We get into MMA, right? Because a lot of MMA has happened in the last 40 days. I won't recap all of it. We'll kind of chop it up as we go uh, into some more palatable uh, pieces. My man, Tony, uh, helped facilitate this whole no internet for Lent thing. So uh, God bless you, Tony. All right. So We did no internet for 40 days. Now, no internet in the sense that we could do it. Um, I work from home, so I, I rely on the internet for that. Um, so I, I sort of modified that no internet as into no recreational internet. Uh, so I tried to I tried to limit. I mean, we did no social media. Uh, I tried to limit any of my BS scrolling, my news sites. Um, any of that, uh, tried to limit YouTube, ever, like just literally anything that would be considered recreational internet that wasn't work related. I tried to nip as much as I possibly could. Probably the most unplugged I've been in, all, in I don't know, man. Uh, it's a hard stretch. I mean, at least a decade, probably a decade. And uh, I will say this, and we'll, we'll, we'll obviously get into this more in the coming weeks, but the hive mind doesn't like you being gone. The hive doesn't want you straying far. It wants you close. What's crazy to me is that the moment I stopped doing everything, uh, stopped getting, stopped looking at the, the internet, stopped using social media, I got more emails than I've ever got in my entire life. And, and, and it's all trying to bring you back in. If you've never done it, and, I, and not like trying to make it sound like some transformative experience, but if you've never done it, if you have social media and all that kind of stuff, just stop doing it for like a week and see what week two looks like because everything in the world comes at you and tries to bring you back to it. Everything's like, come on back. Just click on this. Just look at it. Just you just so-and-so said this, this and that said, well, it, it's amazing how much it wants you to just, it needs that, right? It's almost like, so... It wouldn't be this show if we didn't talk about a book <laughs> at any one point in time, which I got a whole bunch of new books. We'll have to go over them. Um, but anyway, uh, those of you have, that that are uh, readers, and there's a few of you out there, I'll, I'll make this brief. Uh, Neil Gaiman, uh, he's a prolific fiction writer, and I'm sure I'm sure that I've talked about him at some point in time before. But anyway, uh, a couple of his shows or books have been adapted into shows and movies and things of that nature. Um, if you're a Netflix person, Sandman, I believe it is, is based off a Neil Gaiman novel. Um, and, but the one in particular I'm talking about here is called American Gods, uh, which is on stars. They had three season on stars. Um, they took some creative liberties for it. But anyway, the general gist of it, I know I'm rambling. It's been a while. The general gist of it is this, is that again, fiction, all gods are real or were real and they only exist as long as somebody believes in them still and their strength is dependent upon the amount of believers in them um, and a war gets waged between the gods of old right the traditional ones and the new things that are replacing gods and religions i.e media the world money 
things like that. So um, you basically have uh, Odin and um, various other gods that are trying to kill the new gods, which are, you know, like I said, money, the world, media, all, all this kind of stuff. Interesting books, uh, or interesting book, rather. Uh, maybe they did do a second one. I don't know. I'll have to look. But anyway, very interesting. And it, anyway, it made me feel that like it brought some truth to that in that the more I was away from the computer, the more I was away from internet, the more it tried to bring me back. Like, hey, I need like it felt like it needed me uh, more than I needed it about 20 days in, which was cool. So uh, I'm, I got back on Twitter this morning just to kind of see what I missed. And guess what? I didn't miss anything at all. Literally nothing was missed. 40 days passed and I, I missed nothing we're all still arguing over the same stuff right everything is transvestites everywhere everything is please come take the guns everything is money to ukraine everything is coof every it's all dude it's all the same nothing's changed even people's bad mma opinions have not changed that weird guy that just showed up that doesn't blink that now just talks into the microphone and reads stats off tapology he's still around that other guy that gives lukewarm um like oatmeal takes uh, that just oh we're gonna see on Saturday night when two gentlemen stepped into the into the cage to take you know their chances in the riskiest game on earth that guy's still around um, you know there's there's just a bunch of people and all the, all the staples are, are still here nobody disappeared either but um, yeah everybody's still upset everybody again for a fan base that enjoys watching grown men and women punch each other in the face and the closest we can get to gladiatorial combat this has got to be the most soft fan base everybody's so upset izzy pretended to shoot arrows at alex and i made fun of alex's kid so what he's a grown man that little kid talked trash I'm telling you right now as as a person that has coached kids as a person with kids if you trash talk me, right? Like me and my my son, dude, we we it, 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 if we play Smash Bros, uh, you know, if we're on the Nintendo and I beat him at Smash Bros, I'm trash talking you. Um it it's just that's the way that it, you know what the world doesn't care if your feelings are hurt. I we, we don't have to we, I'm not I don't have to dad talk you guys at this point and gals. There's no point in talking to me like your dad. The, the world doesn't care about your your feelings. Um Life lessons, parenting lessons with Dale. Um, I tell my kids all the time, eliminate the word fair from your vocabulary. The world doesn't do fair. Nobody does fair. It's a concept to try to make the playing field even amongst everybody. And that's not the case. It's not the way the, it's not the way anything works. It's not the way it was designed to work. From the, from the creation of the earth, it was never even. It was it, it even... And, and, and level is a lie. It's a lie. There is no median. There's up and down and everything you can kind of step in between. That's it, man. Find your spot. Quit bitching about what's fair. Equity, space, fairness, right? I take up too much room. You're a man. You take up too much room, right? Jake, your mustache takes up too much room. You know, I need space. We need a space where there's other people. Get the fuck. I do get out of here with that. Yes. And Rube says, I miss the tranny wars. Yeah, dude. I'm I mean, here's a shock. Here's a shock. And then we'll talk about MMA. Here's a shock. People with mental illness are doing things that mentally ill people would do. Unbelievable. That's Unbelievable. You mean to tell me that a chick that thought she was a dude that might have been a chick that was into chicks but was dressed like a dude, somebody that crazy may have thought, hmm, yep, I should go shoot something. Of course, look how crazy you are. You're crazy. You're insane. I just, I'm not going to sugarcoat and pretend these people are normal. They're not. And I don't know whether it's mental illness or demonic possession or something in between. Maybe there's some sort of unholy union going on between the two. But why are we going to pretend otherwise? If you got pronouns, stay away from me. Okay. That thus ended every chance I ever had to be on on ESPN. So. <laughs> We're done. We're done. That's okay. We're done. Um, Izzy knocked out. Uh, 
for my Brazilian friends, Alex Pereira, because Brazilians have to say everything crazy, which don't cancel me. Don't cancel me because uh, I said something about Brazilians. I know well, just to bring it all circle because there's a million threads floating around out here, right? So I said something negative about a Brazilian, but you guys get really upset about Tony Kelly because Tony Kelly called Vivian Arizal a dirty Brazilian whenever she was whenever Tony Kelly was cornering Andrea Lee. You guys got very upset about that. And then when Adrian Yanez knocked him out, you thought like it was just somehow this big giant victory for all of mankind. Meanwhile, Literally, Chael Sonnen and your Conor McGregor have said things a million times worse, and nobody's out there going, that's a racist Nazi. Nobody's saying that then. Nobody's saying that now. You guys aren't walking off like a bunch of chickens then. But here we go. Anyway, Alex, my boy Alex, got knocked out by Izzy. Izzy played possum, and he played possum very well. Um, Who knew a guy that dresses like a flamingo could play possum? Uh, he did a very good job. He knocked him out. He starched him. That was a bad knockout. Really bad knockout. Uh, can't say we didn't see it coming to an extent. Had uh, had a couple text threads going on throughout the fact. Have still been posting plays to betmma.tips, by the way. Didn't leave you guys completely high and dry. Did, leave, did post some plays there. Anyway, did pretty decent. Decent. had some threads going about where where the where the script is right year of the narrative 2023 year of the narrative all these things have been happening it's like a movie being written right we can see it coming now i'm hoping that you can see it coming um, we've talked about it enough we've got the mindset going into this year you should be able to see some of these things coming so the script was was out there there was three variants of the script that we thought were going to happen for last week's main event izzy wins and then we run a trilogy. Izzy wins. Alex rides off to light heavyweight to try to avenge Glover Teixeira. Or Alex wins and then goes for double champ status. Okay. So looking at those three possible outcomes, what the script could have been. The one we can eliminate right away is Alex winning and going for double champ because he's not a superstar. He's not a superstar, right? Um then we go, okay, so then we have the last two. So then we've got Izzy and then we've got Alex winning, right? But what's what What do we know is that Izzy's the closest thing to a superstar that the UFC has right now. He's got an entire um, demographic of, uh, of the world locked up, him and Alexander Volkanovsky. And you say to yourself, we can do that or we can do a Brazilian champ who barely speaks English, but he's very scary, but he doesn't speak any English whatsoever. Is that what we're going to go with? Or are we going to try to resurrect a superstar? And then we decide to resurrect a superstar. That's what we go with. So um, you got a 50-50 shot. I mean, obviously it's a fight, so it's always a 50-50 shot. But when you're trying to look at what sells more, the script sells more. The script sells more. Uh, now, if they do fight a third time, Izzy's trying to say they're not. But Izzy with the trilogy, International Fight Week, or that first big card that they do like when the school year starts right before uh, football season kicks off, they always have that mega card. You run the trilogy there, and it sells a million tickets. And you can do it someplace like Sydney. And it can just... You want to you want to replicate Holly Holm versus Ronda Rousey? You give me Volkanovski versus Yair Rodriguez and the trilogy between Izzy and Alex Pereira, and you give it to me in Sydney, and you watch Australia get so heavy that that half of the island dips into the ocean with how many people go to that fight. That's the script, man. That's the script. Okay, let's break down some fights. It's been a minute, but we still know how to do this, believe it or not. It is a thing. We've got 14 fights slated for action this coming Saturday. UFC Kansas City, if I'm not mistaken. Are they in Kansas City? I believe they're in Kansas City. Weird thing, there's a Kansas City, Kansas, and a Kansas City, Missouri. So if you're going, make sure you head to the right state. First fight on the main card, Pedro Munoz taking on Chris Gutierrez. Gutierrez, 19-3-2. and two. Munoz at 19 and 7. Okay. 
all the momentum's on Gutierrez's side, right? Pedro has no momentum right now. And then the last time we saw him, he was getting his eye poked and he didn't want to fight no more. Uh, very tough, very tough when you get um, – I actually don't think that was the last time we saw him. This is when people were like, Dale, Dale took notes. I just try to recall it all off the top of my dome, and I'm smarter than all you, so that's what makes it better. Um, I'm just kidding. That's not true. Well, most of most people, I'm, we'll see. Dominic Cruz. Uh, lost to Dominic Cruz, lost to Jose Aldo. It's been a while since we had the finger poke. Um no, it was the Sean O'Malley fight. Yeah, I was right. Come on. Sean O'Malley was the finger pokey, and then he didn't want to fight no more. I was right. Quit making me think I don't know what I'm talking about. All right. All the momentum's in Gutierrez aside, right? I, I think that what gives gives him the advantage here is a full side cage, full size cage, so we're not in the apex. And um that lateral movement, that's why that's important. So Gutierrez obviously loves those kicks, but he loves to circle to the outside when he's doing it. And then he'll stop, he'll freeze you, and then he fires, right? So circle, circle, stop, faint, freeze, and then fire. Uh, Pedro, obviously, is the godfather of the calf kick. I don't care what anybody says that dude was doing it before anybody else. Pedro Munoz was. We'll see what happens. That's how you shut that down, right? That's how you shut that down. In doing so, though, you have a Pedro Munoz who's been hit statistically more than anybody else in the Bantamweight division's history. Um, and if I'm not mistaken, might be in UFC history. That dude gets punched a lot. Gutierrez power in the legs, not a ton of power in the hands, although he does have some. Um, I stand by the fact that Munoz is a dog play here based on quality of competition from what we've seen from Gutierrez. Now, Gutierrez, this is definitely... El Wapo. This is definitely his stiffest test to date. Um, a big step up in competition, right? Like you went really big, uh, really big step up here. So Andre Yule win, Philippe, Car- uh, Felipe Corrales win, uh, Deny Batajal win, and then Frankie Edgar. But this Frank, Frankie's retirement fight, all that kind of crap. You know, there's, there's that doesn't. That's not the win. That's not the Frankie Edgar win that you you want it to be, right? That you would that your mind tells you it is. Um, the flip side of that, you got a guy like Pedro Munoz who has been hovering the stratosphere of elite um, top five-ness in that division for a very long time. Losses in three out of his last four, one of which was to Frankie Edgar, but it was a split decision that I had scored for. Uh, Pedro. So for me, in my mind, that's a win. Um, Lost to the champ, Aljo, Jose, and Dominic Cruz. What's this tell you? He's only losing to champions, right? You can get rid of the the John Dodson loss. Outside of that, the only people that he's losing to, and you can even throw Frank Yeager in here, are champions. Is Chris Gutierrez a potential champion? I think not as such. I do not look for my man, Pedro Munoz, to drop three in a row here. I think he writes the ship and just goes ahead and sends Gutierrez to that fringe 12 to 15 bantamweight where he should be and live out the rest of his days in his UFC career. So, Pedro, bust him down, plus 177, make it happen. All right. Next fight on the main card. There's a lot of dogs barking outside. I'm sure you guys can hear that, which would lead me to believe there might be a raccoon out there on my fence. Oh, man. I really want to like go look and possibly put that thing in the earth. But all right. Iwan Kutalaba, 16 and 9. Tanner Bozer at 20 and 9. Forgive me. Forgive me for this. But I think we're I think we're all in the trust tree here, right? Like we're we're in a spot where we can talk openly with each other. And um Iwan Kutalaba's our guy. Has been for a long time. I mean, basically the pioneer Caucasus mountain warrior. Like when we talk about Caucasus mountain warriors, like that's, that came from Iwan Kutalaba. Like that's where we, that's where that originated from. Right. That's, that's the, the ectoplasmic, um, you know, congealing force of Caucasus mountain warriors is Iwan Kutalaba, but he's not been good lately. And he's been letting us down a lot. He's really been letting us down. Tanner Bozer is former heavyweight. Um, finally decided he's just going to work out a little bit. Made 205. 
So here we go. We get a, we get a light heavyweight debut. Now, what hurts about this is is fading a Caucasus Mountain Warrior. You'd be like, all right, well, I just would like to take some hacksaw Jim Duggan looking all American steel. But instead, you get Tanner Bozer. You got to take a Canadian. And Canadians are very hard to rely on right now. There's not a lot of trustworthy Canadians. Did you know? Did you know that Justin Trudeau is uh, the love child of Fidel Castro and his mom? Fidel Castro is Justin Trudeau's dad. And I they will say that that other dorky looking dude is uh, his dad, but it's not. It's Fidel Castro. Jake, did you know this? You did not know this? Do, can, let's do some producer Jakeism. Can you pull up a picture of Justin Trudeau, the prime minister of Canada, and Fidel Castro, please? You guys are going to be amazed. And then we'll show you what Trudeau's dad what his dad looks like. But anyway, it's very tough to trust a Canadian right now, especially Canadian in new weight class. But, but, man, I think over one and a half is where I go here. I think, I th I know it's at two and a half. <laughs> I realize that it's at two and a half, uh, but I think one and a half might be the play. Jake, they look exactly alike, don't they? Yeah, they yeah, he's saying yeah, they do. Well, you guys will see soon enough. <laughs> we'll see. All right, let me see what that one and a half line is. <laughs> Let's see here. Where are these dudes at? I don't have a one and a half yet. Over two and a half, so plus one sixty-three. Um Oh, yeah, dude, look, they look identical, 100%. 100%. Dude, look, if you look, uh, Jake, give me give me top left. Oh, yeah, or that one right there, that's perfect. No, the one you were on is perfect. Yeah, absolutely, because it has all three of them. Dude, you can't tell me that that's not his kid. And that you say, well, how, Dale, how do you, I mean, are you just drawing the conclusion of that? But I, I'm not, because if you... If you look in the middle row, Jake, the third picture in, that is the guy they're saying is middle row. There you go. Uh, or second row. Sorry. Third picture in. That guy standing next to Castro. No. There, uh, yeah, there you go. They're saying that's Trudeau's dad. They're saying the guy with the tie is Trudeau's actual dad. And that other guy's. And, and Castro's not. And uh, here, here's a here's a fun fact. Um if you look at the very first row that you have right there, Jake, the third picture over that's black and white, that is Justin Trudeau's mom and Justin Trudeau being held by Fidel Castro. <clears throat> I'm just saying. That's his kid. That's his kid. So appreciate you. Appreciate you doing that producer Jakeism, man. That was good. That was good stuff. Uh, old Margaret, old Margaret getting dirty in Cuba, those Havana nights. She wanted to feel dangerous, have a big Latin man laying on top of her, getting all sweaty. Castro, just big stogie in his mouth, just rocking Trudeau's mom. <laughs> Greasy ass Cuban beard hair falling all over. And she's like, oh. <laughs> it's so gross. Oh, man. Okay, um, let's do under two and a half. Let's do under two and a half here, plus 160. Uh, Ewan fades, right? He's not going to wrestle wrestle his way to a decision here. Tanner Bozer, maybe the power comes into play from heavyweight. He, he's quick on the feet, fast hands. Touches Ewan, who's got a pretty suspect chin, if we're being honest with us, and he's let us down recently. So maybe under two and a half. Probably not going to be an official play here. Eileen Bozer money line, and I think about under two and a half at plus one sixty. Dustin Jacoby taking on Azamat Mirzakhanov, twelve and zero for my man Mirzakhanov, eighteen and six for Dustin Jacoby, uh, who's been in the UFC uh, or made his UFC debut rather lat before some of you guys were even alive. Um, so, yeah. Um, Glory kickboxing champ. They'll make much ado about that. I, you know, I dare say, I dare, I dare like lean again, like go against Jacoby here. If only because 
Dustin Jacoby finds ways. I don't say he finds ways to not win fights, but like he just he doesn't necessarily have finishing power. He doesn't necessarily have a second gear, third gear, fourth gear to get somebody out of there. Uh, Mirza Kanov can fade down the stretch, but what if he banks two rounds by then? Like, what if we have a weird pick him first round, a steady Jacoby round two, and then a Mirza Kanov pouring it on in round three, uh, trying to get him out of there, or vice versa? Solid Mirza Kanov two starts to fade. Jacoby puts the heat on him in round three. Then we get some dicey Chris Lee action in there. And if I'm looking for dicey Chris Lee action, this is a fight that has potential for split decision. Um, and we got we can get split decision action on this here. Let's see. Oh, let's see here. Da, 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 da. If I can get fight is a draw, and no, that's not what we want. I don't have a split decision line yet, but when it comes out. We'll see. We we will see. Uh, but that that might be the that might be the move right there, right? Because fight go over over two and a half. We're at a near pick them. I'm gonna I'm gonna lean on that split decision. We'll see what we can do there. I think that might be the play, just because based off Dustin Jacoby's lack of power and um, his just inability. He's like a he's like a tall white Angela Hill, right? He's just like a lot of volume that doesn't really do much. Um, just shifty enough to make the judges unsure of how they're scoring the round. You know, you really got to put some damage on them in order for him to uh, catch that L. And I'm just going to be honest with you. I thought he won his last fight. Uh, that was with the old uh, Khalil Roundtree where that was a split decision loss. Cool part about that is, is he beat the shit out of Khalil Roundtree, but then Roundtree cut him in the last round. So then all of a sudden, Damage means everything. So get judges that don't know what they're doing, and then we get damage, and then you have no idea what you're looking at anymore. So it doesn't matter whether or not you're outstriking them two to one like Dustin Jacoby did. If you're leaking real bad, the judges think you're losing a fight because they're stupid. Co-main event, Edson Barboza taking on Billy Q. We have something to discuss here. We, we're just going to get into it now because Bill Algio is the featured prelim. And the co-main event is Billy Q. So I need to know whether or not you believe Bill Algio's fighting twice in one night or whether or not Billy Q's fighting twice in one night. And I have it on good authority uh, from my man Double Nichols that uh, we may or may not get Julian Arosa in attendance as well. So there is a chance that both or that thrice Julian Arosa, Bill Algio, and Billy Q might all be in the same place at the same time. I need eyes on if there's anybody, anybody that listens or watches this, that attends UFC Kansas City. Please let me know whether or not you see Algio, Quarantio, just any combination of the two at the same time. Because I don't believe, I don't, I think they're all the same person. I think they're all the same person. Co-made event. I would go so far as to say that we know what's going to happen in round one. And that is going to be Billy Q is going to damn near lose the fight by getting just rocked with Edson Barbosa kicks. Uh, probably Barbosa leg kicks are going to be very, you know, uh, very prevalent in this fight. Which well, it's, it's Edson Barbosa real prevalent in every fight. We say that, we say that, and we say it like um, we say that like we used to believe it for Jose Aldo, right? Like every breakdown of every person, right up until Jose quit, was like, dude, if Aldo gets the leg kicks going. Aldo, one of the best kickers in the game. If we get Aldo going, there's no telling what could happen. And he just stopped leg kicking. He just stopped. Um, Barboza hasn't stopped entirely, but he has slowed it down. Slowed it down, opted away from the leg kicks, been throwing a lot of body kicks lately. Throwing a lot of like switch kicks to the body. Uh, doesn't love the leg kicks as much as he used to, which I understand. You know, you're in your late 30s. You don't want to Chris Weidman yourself. So I get it. But here's what's going to happen. Billy Q loses round one. We know this. And then we play Billy Q by finishing two, Billy Q by finishing three. And then we play Barboza by decision. Dale, that's a bunch of conflicting plays. What are you talking about? Well, we look at some of the odds that we're getting here, right? So if we get Barboza to win by decision, we're at plus 300. Okay. 
Okay. So how do we do that? Well, we do that by what we just talked about with Justin Jacoby, Khalil Roundtree, effective damage. We know that Quarantillo is going to lose round one. We already know that. We know that that's going to happen. It's a foregone conclusion. Billy Q will win, will lose round one. So then we just need, we just need, we just need a, a, a what the hell happened round, which it's a Billy Q fight. What do you mean? Well, what the hell happened? It's literally every round two and three in that guy's ever since he's existed has been what the hell did I just watch because it's chaos. So we just need one where Barboza steals one. We just need him to steal another round. We know he's going to get one in the book. So Barboza by decision is at plus 300. Okay. We just earmark that Billy Q wins in round two because he might be able to put the pace on, on Barboza if Billy Q is going to win this fight, it's going to happen via finish. It's not going to happen in one because why? He's going to lose round one. You guys got this. All right. We're walking down this path together. Billy Q in round two plus 575. And then Billy Q in round three plus 725. We have three components here that can make us a bunch of money if we want to right or you can go small and just get lots of roi um that leaves us with two bad outcomes billy q by decision and barboza by finish (laughs) is anybody really playing those no so you know find your spot and fire here all right main event of the evening max holloway versus arnold allen Full disclosure, the moment this fight was announced um, and the moment that Bet Online put odds up when it opened up minus 150 Max Holloway, immediate max bet. Immediate max bet. I won't bury the lead here. I'm all over Max Holloway. This is uh, much like the Drew Dober versus Bobby Green play. Uh, from earlier, this is I I will not track a higher bet than what I have currently got wagered on Max Holloway, and I am thinking about doubling down on it because I still cannot fathom why this line has not been blown to smithereens. All the big show experience, all the volume, all the cardio, all the chin, all the proven track record. Every single thing says this walks and talks like a duck. I don't understand why this line has not blown into the stratosphere already. This makes no sense to me. And maybe I will be proven wrong on Saturday night. Maybe I am the one who's daft here. Maybe I am the one that doesn't realize that Max's chin is fading and that eventually all in Arnold Allen is going to be the uh, the truth or whatever. Uh, that's not his name. It's not all in, is it? No, it's what's his thing? It's Brendan all in Allen. What's Ar- what's Arnold Allen's things? Almighty, almighty Arnold Allen. Um, maybe I'll be wrong. I I just don't see it. This seems like this seems like a uh, this seems like the Dontel Mays play. This seems like the Holly Holm versus Yana Kunitskaya play. Like. Holly Holm versus I'm I'm I will say this I came back today got on Twitter and um, there was a legion of messages from from you fine people and I got some emails throughout the the time away I appreciate that I'm sure some of you are still trying to send me stuff on Instagram I will never get on Instagram again um, so please make the switch over right chat at punchlessmma.com shoot me an email or Twitter at punchlessmma. I'm disappointed that I didn't come back to at least one person saying, hey, I just paid off my house on Holly Holm. Like, Holly Holm versus Yana Kunitskaya was a layup. That was a legit, I mean, that was a layup. Like, those of you who don't play basketball, that's the very easy shot whenever you just kind of jump up and you just put it off the backboard, That like, while you're running. That's the layup. Like, th- this was, that was free money. Plus or minus 200 on Holly Holm against Yana Kunitskaya coming off of having a baby. Have I taught you nothing? Have I taught you nothing? 
There's a reason why Amanda Nunes had Nina rifle out those little crotch goblins because she wanted to keep her power. You can't. You can't do it. Holly Holm was free money minus 200. I didn't come back to one person saying, Dale, free money on Holly Holm. Not one single person. I hope it's just because you're now enjoying your Bezos lifestyle and that you're no longer like I got to watch some dude sitting in his office with kids toys in the background talking about betting MMA. I learned enough. I executed. I got out. Right. Um, I'm hoping that's I'm hoping that's the case. It's Max Holloway by a million here. Um, Arnold Allen's not going to win a decision against Max Holloway. Here's here's the um, here's your YouTube internet YouTube podcaster clip of the week. Right, this is what you're going to hear. Every one of these low effort goons dribble out of their lips this week. Are you ready? Max Holloway can beat everybody not named Alexander Volkanovsky. That's going to be it, or a variation of that. It'll be a very, he's beaten every opponent he's ever faced that wasn't named Alexander Volkanovsky. Like that's this, that's what we're getting. That's what you're going to get all week long. So um, when you hear that, you just type in the comment section. Like Dale said you were going to say that shit. You suck. Listen, listen to Punchless MMA. No, don't do that. Well, I mean, if you want to, you can, but I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't encourage you to go to another person's content and say negative things about them and disparage them and then promote me at the same time. I would never tell you to do that. That's ridiculous. Would I say that, Jake? I wouldn't say that, right? We wouldn't do that. We're not 10. This isn't a Call of Duty lobby. Oh. Get it together, man. Uh, yeah, so Max Holloway by a million. All right, you want to do featured prelims? Or let's do, uh, not featured prelims. Well, let's do those early prelims. We've got uh, Lucy Pudalova, right? And Jocelyn Edwards. Plus 115. Lucy at minus 135 over runs at two and a half. Women's science. Boy, if you guys played Sam Hughes. Yo, wee. What was that? What was she like? Plus three something last week? Women's science. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be honest. I'm gonna be honest here. I was on inside the distance there because I thought if Amarim can't get her out of there, right? Like all these look like a world champion jujitsu player. First of all, your woman jujitsu player, slow down, slow down, like a JV basketball player, easy. Anyway, um, if not that. If she couldn't choke her out, right, then we'd have her just completely dog tired and Sam Hughes do, going full Sam page, right? Going full Sam page. And uh, we almost had that. Damn it, if Amarim didn't almost choke her out in the first round, it was like, okay. I mean, when that, when, when I think it was like the third time she got the arm under, I literally like put my hands up and was like, we got it and walked away and then came back and they were still fighting. And I was like, oh, don't I look dumb now? But then round two, she's exhausted, laying on her back, pulling a Ryan Hall. Okay. Okay, here we go. And then round three, thought we had it. Thought we had it. No such luck. No such luck. But uh, hopefully you cash some women's science, or did you all forget your women's science textbooks as well? So uh, we have a women's science play here if we want to at Jocelyn Edwards versus Lucy Pudilova. But I'm going to go ahead and say here this is close enough. If it gets any closer, actually, let me pull up a bunch of other books real quick. Let me just see if any book has it closer to a pick them. No, it's all going the other way. Damn, Bet Online's got the best line here. Um, I like Pudilova a lot in the spot. I think Jocelyn Edwards sucks. I really do. I don't want to sugarcoat that and pretend that she's like super good. I don't think she's very good at all. Um, I think she can come out there. She's going to try to kick from range. She's going to use those gigantic legs, um, throw punches from her hips, and just try to kick Pudalova as much as she can. But Pudalova is like a like a 
I don't know, man. She's like a she's like a great value Irene Aldana. Like she just like just same sort of weird, sinewy, crafty fight style. They actually had a good uh, good fight. Um, yeah, I'm I, I like Pudilova here. I hate to go against women's science. Jocelyn Edwards is terrible though, man. She's really not good at, at this. Um, I mean, could she she probably kick me to sleep? I'm not saying that she couldn't, but as far as this whole thing goes, I don't think this one's it. As far as like you know, professional fighting long term, is she ever going to be world champion kind of deal? I don't think that's the case. All right, Gaston Bolanos taking on Aaron Phillips. It's hard to go against a guy with a name like Gaston. And I won't do it here, right? No one's as quick as Gaston. No one thinks like Gaston. No one's incredibly quick at beating Aaron Phillips like Gaston. He's he's going to actually just knock the shit out of Aaron Phillips. It's been like two years since we've seen Aaron Phillips fight. This is a good fight for Bolanos. Uh, minus 195. Unit bet it like a stock market play. Look for 20% ROI and get out. Get out. Herb Dean, the gold standard popping in here, my my uh, my troll brethren. What do we got? Striking will be a lean to Edwards. I got hit. Uh, it hits the ground. I expect the difference to be significantly bigger than on the feet, and I think Pudalova will be persistent with the takedowns. Maybe. 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 I think she wants to strike from range, man. She got that slippery jab. You know what I mean? She got that slippery jab, and then because no woman on earth knows how to throw a straight right hand because they got titty meat in the way, they always throw that weird, like, shovel over right, you know, like where it comes around. They don't, you know, they can't just fire it off the piston the way you're supposed to. So we'll see that weird, like, like DC, like how uh, DC would, like, bring his elbow up and then, like, punch like a superhero. You know what I mean? It like old Batman cartoons whenever DC would throw a right hand. DC had the worst striking of any heavyweight champ in the history of like anything. Mark Coleman had better hands than DC. You're like this is a DC jab, right? That weird thing where he like puts his hands, elbows out all the way, karate chopping people. Although he did knock out Stipe for what it's worth. I don't know, man. Golly, I can't figure it out anymore. Threads, they just go everywhere. The threads are everywhere. Bruno Brasil taking on Denise Gomez. Women's science, plus 142. I don't bet on people I don't know. I don't need either one of these chicks, and I don't want to know them. They're not going to be around long enough for me to care. Denise Gomez, give me that women's science money. I will be making a drink when this happens. Lando Venata taking on Daniel Zellhuber. Zellhuber looks like a weird – He looks like it, it, Daniel Zellhuber looks like Ryan Garcia if Ryan Garcia came over to M, uh, MMA. Taking on Lando Venata at 12, 6, and 2. Lando continues to get uh, contracts just because he's exciting. He sure as shit can't win a fight. I'll tell you that. That guy has a tough time. The judges don't particularly like him. He taps out the one-arm guillotines. Uh, he just has a tough time, right? Very. I mean, I'm sure he's very cerebral, very smart, very fluid. When he's in the zone, right, he got that... Uh, you know, got that flow state going. He's real... He can be problematic, Zell Huber, you know, he's young. Um, I don't know, man. It's the year of Mexico. I hate to go against Mexicans right now. I don't want to do it, but he lost to Trey Ogden, and it was unanimous. And you know what we saw, saw this last weekend is that Trey Ogden is awful. Awful. How often do you bet on Trey Ogden? Not often. Not often at all. Um yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't know here, man. He's, if you can't be, if you can't beat Trey Ogden, I have a feeling that you're just the caliber of person that Lando Venata can beat. <laughs> Even though Lando finds ways to lose fights, he should, he should win or at least be competitive. And give me Lando Venata at plus money. That'll be our second plus money play of the night. Give it, give it to me. Give me some Lando Venata plus just the, a name like Lando, it's hard to go against it. All right, Pierre Rodriguez, 9-0, and taking on Jillian Robertson at 11-7. and The most popular play every time Jillian Roberts fights is Jillian Robertson by submission. Everyone has Robertson by submission, right? Like that's – you're going to see a bunch of folks when that hits, they're going to be like, oh, I posted it, got it, counts, it's official. Give me some plus 2.75 units on the night. Robertson inside the distance. 
that's out there. I mean, uh, at this point, I would say so far that if you think Robinson's going to win this fight, you know full well she's not going to do it by decision. So you're going to look at round one finish, round two finish, round three finish, and they are all significantly going to be higher than her regular inside the distance or by sub prop. So just take her in round one at what will be plus 400. Round two will be six, and round three will be around 800. So just unit math this here uh, and scale in accordingly, right? So that way, no matter what, you win money. That's the way this is going to play out. Like here's, here's opportunities to get over on some folks here because Pierre Rodriguez is not good. Jillian Robertson is competent enough as, as a woman jiu-jitsu practitioner to get a takedown, at least one, uh, and probably round one and maybe some of round two is when she's going to be most dangerous here before, you know, the lotion and shit makes them too slippery. So, um, Ro- Jillian Robertson by submission. Okay, cool. That's fine. But play the round one, play the round two, and play the round three. And just scale your units accordingly so that no matter what, when it happens, you make your money back. You can do this. We can do this. It's just betting math. Robertson in round one plus six. Robinson in round two is plus 750. And Robertson in round three is plus 900. Guys, gals, people, pronoun folks, you can. this is where we make money. Okay, that's where we do it. Here's a fight that's happening in 2023. I say that because you may listen to this next portion of the show and wonder, did I hit my head somewhere? Did I slip and fall in the shower? Is my wife putting drain cleaner in my oatmeal in the morning? Should I get a paternity test on my kids? Like that's what this will make you think. That's what you, this will think like, this is going to take you back. I mean, we, we, oh man, we could have went real dark there. Producer Jake, you see me walk right to the edge. I went right to the, dude, I went right to the edge. Man, We were, we were close. We were close. Ed Herman and Zach Cummings are fighting in 2023. Ed Herman has a professional record of 24 and 15. Zach Cummings has a professional record of 24 and 7. This is a real fight. This is happening in 2023. How on earth? How on earth is anybody going to handicap this? Like if if you are sitting here, there, wherever you were, and you're like, I I confidently, I confidently feel Zach Cummings at minus 210. In 2023 against Ed Herman. You do. Like, I want to know, like, just can you walk me through that? Like, walk me through how that looks in your brain, in your mind. How does that look? And how do you go to yourself? Zach Cummings. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, let's see here. No. Um, hold on one second. Let's see. So I, I don't I don't know how you do it. I don't know how you do it. Um, how old were you when you first saw Ed Herman? Well, Ultimate Fighter, I believe. I believe it was, yeah, I think that was my first introduction to Ed Herman. Um, that's a great question. I mean, I'm 37. Well, I mean, it's it's not it's not a mystery anyway. I'm 37 going on 67. Uh, but yeah, yeah, so I mean, it's a long time. It's been a long time. Like I remember Ed. I okay. Here's here's a how old were you? I remember the video coming out of Ed Herman getting tased by that cop. Him and his old lady getting tased by that cop. Y'all remember that? You remember short fuse getting lit up by a taser at a gas station? Y'all remember that? Hmm. That's a that's a like back whenever you know you had to search for MMA news. That's when uh, that's when my boy Ed Eddie Herman got <laughs> rode the lightning. Um, they got his ass. They got him. All right. So, uh, if you feel confident about Zach Cummins laying that juicy juice on Zach Cummins at minus 210, go for it, player. But that is not for me. 
I'm hard passing that fight by a million. Um, I, I mean, I guess I would lean Zach Cummings, I guess. Um, my favorite Ed Herman moment of all time, though, is my man getting that win off that dick kick. That was awesome. That was really just got kicked in the junk, acted like he couldn't continue, and got that W. <laughs> what a veteran move. What a vet move, man. Unbelievable. <laughs> uh, Ed Herman. What's up, dude? Try to get Ed Herman on the show, right? You think you think Ed Herman would big time me? You think that would be a thing? But bro, I don't do podcasts. All right, cool. I got an email while we were gone, Jake. I got an email from Sam Alvey's manager saying that Sam likes the show and would want to come on. I'm gonna go ahead and call bullshit on that right now. Sam Alvey has never listened to this show in his life. In his life. He's saying, I'm, I'm, uh, this is not, when you think of smiling Sam Alvey, Alvey, the guy that walked out to drops of Jupiter by train, does it seem, does it seem like punch list is going to be the show that that dude listens to? No, 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 that that's not the case at all that we're not. <laughs> I should have him on anyway, just to, just, I mean, I don't even know what you say to I, well, you know this because you you know I've already talked about this, but I'm going I'm at, at a certain point outside of Dober and probably Haley, um, I'm going to completely phase out bringing fighters on the show. I I just it I say this and not from a position of being pompous. I just don't know what to say to people anymore. Like just talking to you for the sake of talking to you, I don't. I mean, what does that do? Right? Like I've had everybody on from from. From John Anik to Henry Cejudo, Josh Emmett, Calvin Cater, you know, obviously Drew, but Drew's like Drew's like family at this point, right? Uh, Drew Haley. I mean, outside of that, like, do we have all these people on? What's what do we? What does that do? Like, what? I mean, what am I going to ask you about? What do you think about your next fight? What do you think about your opponent? What do you think about this? This that yeah. This isn't the platform. Like a betting show is not the platform to have like the Joe Rogan style conversations with these people. I try to bring it out over a course of period of time, but like this, this just ne- it never shakes out that way. That kind of stuff comes from long form conversation all at once or over a period of time. And to be honest with you, I don't want to sit down and talk to these people that much. I just don't. I, I don't want to do it. And, you know, if you're a manager and you're like, shoot me an email saying, hey, my guy who just, you know, fought in the LFA would love to come on your show and talk this that, and the other. Maybe, but it's probably a no. And it's not because I'm big time. And it's just I don't really want to talk to him. <laughs> just don't. I don't. What am I going to say? You're a fighter. You like being a fighter? That's cool, man. That's cool. But, you know, if we're not talking about the deep stuff, what are we talking about? You come on. You talk to me about betting, right, which you can't do anymore. The UFC says you can't do it. Or we go deep. I want to go into the well. I want to know whether or not you think the earth is hollow. How old do you think the earth is? You come at me with millions. I'm calling. I mean, that's what we're talking about. I want to know. That's what I want to know. That's cool, man. You're fighting in the PFL next weekend. Do you think that there's a satanic ring of pedophiles that run the country. Is that what you think? I want to know whether or not you think 5G is making frogs gay. That's what I want to know. But you can't just lean into that. You can't just start the show. I mean, you can start the show out like that, but it's not going to be a long show. You know? Dude, here's a real fact, Producer Jake. Here's a real fact. I'm going to share it with the people here. I I learned this this weekend. Did you know that lightning storms help your grass grow, helps your grass grow faster. So uh, if if you are in a storm and there's lightning, uh, the nitrogen in the lightning, um, basically when it atomizes, that attaches to the oxygen molecules in the raindrops and the rain brings basic, ba- like uh, nitrogen 
to the soil and nitrogen helps grass grow. So places that experience high thunderstorm and lightning storms, it will help your grass grow. It grows faster. Fact, science. It's a real thing. I just learned that. It's crazy, man. It's so crazy. All right, UFOs aren't real. What do we got, Jake? What's next? What is the next fight, buddy? Brandon Royval taking on Matus Nicolau. Nicolau at 19 and 2. Brandon Royval at 14 and 6. Nicolau minus 200. Royval plus money. I mean, it's plus money Royval. I mean, that seems that's going to be a popular, that's going to be a popular dog play. I caution this though, right? Just, just um, this is something I've been saying. Brandon Royval never fights the way you think he fights in your head, right? Like you, you you picture Brandon Royval and you say to yourself, he's like a little Mexican Corey Sandhagen. He comes out there and he's all crazy and squirrely and creative and tries to do all this stuff and he just finishes people with these highlights. This like It's not true. It's not true. He does not fight like that. He gets hurt a lot. He gets hurt every fight physically. Um, and then he also gets rocked a lot. Like he's not, he's not who you think he is. Um, and Nicolau is this weird methodical doesn't make mistakes he's a b c d victory like that's that's how that dude wins fights um he i don't necessarily know that i love minus two on him here but i am staying away from roy vall i mean i i guess i could lean him just based off of the money like the the plus 170 plus 180 all this stuff i mean you could lean him but i don't i don't know i don't know why you would i mean other than just you like him you believe in team elevation or wherever he's at and all that stuff i mean sure go for it but he never fights the way you think he's gonna fight never fights the way you think he's gonna fight um, every time you convince yourself, you're like, this is the Roy Vall that I think about in my in my head when I picture this dude, and that's not it. All right, TJ Brown taking on Bill Algio. You already know. You, I mean, listen, this there is no – we don't have to talk about these things, right? Um, what, 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 are the, what do the gangsters say? Uh, you don't have to say what's already understood, right? That's what they – that's – Oh man, that's profound, right? What's understood doesn't need to be said. Yeah, sure. In this instance, um, Bill Algio and Billy Q are always plays here. Always. It's just that that's what we do, right? Like that's just they're part of the equation around here. So we take Bill Algio. What what is the Algio line? Is he like minus two hundred, Jake? Because we got the TJ Brown line. We don't have the Algio. MMA bets with Shady says the line has steamed. Oh, gosh. Is it unplayable? 50 cents on the dollar, though, man. On Algeo, what, TJ Brown wins round one with wrestling, right? Um, I, I understand. Yeah, he says TJ's a dog. I get that. Minus 200 for Bill. Um, man, Senor Perfecto? I don't know, man. TJ wins round one. Uh, I mean, he's probably pretty confident coming off the, the big W's last time out, but golly, man, it's Bill Algio. It really is. He's just, so, he's such a damn gamer. TJ Brown will be physically stronger. Again, another fight you might want to consider a split decision. I could, I could see a split decision here. Yeah. 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 Let's, that's, let's, 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 that's another one. Let's consider, uh, Iwan Kutalaba, uh, we'll consider that fight a split decision. No, 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 no. The J- Dustin Jacoby Mirza cannot is a split decision, and um, yeah, 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 yeah. So we'll do two split decision plays here: Algio, TJ Brown, leaning Bill Algio, and the Mirza cannot and Jacoby fight lean Mirza cannot. All right, feature prelim: Clay Guida taking on Hoffa Garcia. As far as I know, this is not Clay Guida's last fight. As far as I know, um, I think Hoffa Garcia is a play here. I would almost, I would dare say, take him by knockout. Um, 
just because the the clay guido of old uh the head movement is not necessarily there and the chin is not either fight doesn't go to decision plus 140 is interesting i don't think guido is going to submit him or anything like that although it is plus 900 uh i will say garcia wins by ko is probably going to be at a very decent plus money price based on Clay's history of it being rather durable, but he is a 40. Um, he's it's, it's a 40 year old man getting punched in the face. I mean, it's just, that's the way it is dog. You know, like you just, you can try, but your brain at a certain point, all the liquid that keeps it safe while it's floating around up there, just says, I just don't have as much anymore. Right. I just don't, I don't have it. Like I've said this every time. I'll continue to say it again. Everybody, everybody else bites my shit. So they probably say it too. Um, you know, clay doesn't get slapped as hard anymore. Right. They're more kind of like, like, like when you're playing with a dog, right. You want to get them to open up their little like that, you know, just that's, that's how, that's how the brother's hitting them now. You know what I mean? Um, I, I think, I think you go, I think you get Garcia good plus money at the KO spot. I'll play him there. I'll play him there. I mean, look, you, you really, you're looking at Garcia by KO, Guida by decision. Those are like your two most probable outcomes here. Um, you know, gosh, it's real. I just really want to play Garcia by KO. I don't think Clay's done. I think we try to get him to one more fight. Um, but man, it's not the apex though. Hmm. I really wish I knew. I really wish I knew whether or not Clay Guido is going to retire. I feel like I heard him say not too long ago that he's got a he's got a couple more left in him, a couple more. So maybe like one or two more after this. For that, I mean Garcia minus two sixty. I won't do it money line, but I will take him by KO whatever that comes in at. Shooting for plus three. Plus three would make my make my day. That's a that's a fire spot. All right. Money line rundown. These are all leans, not necessarily official plays. If you want official plays, follow me bet on uh, betmma.tips. If you want to, I just do it for third party. What do they call that? Accountability. There you go. All right. Pudilova, Balanos, Gomez, Venata, Robertson, Cummings, Nicolau, Algio, Garcia, Munoz, Bozer, Mirzakhanov, Billy Q, and Max Holloway for all my money. All my money. 40 days away. Lent was good. Holy Week was good. Had family in town. It was good. This was good. It was good. Got a bunch of new books. Um, I, I mean, yeah, it's, it's been good. Going to the beach this weekend, bugging out for a little bit, so that'll be nice. Uh, Angel says, "Welcome back, Angel. What's up, buddy? Good to see you." Austin says, "Scares for a second on the side." I go, "Am I? No, 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 no. We're good. We're good. It was all planned, man. Come on, you know that. Um, you know that. It was all planned. It's all part of the plan." Um, shout out to uh, my boy Tony. Who was one of the first ones in here. Um, him and I talked for a while prior to prior to deciding to do the no internet for Lent thing. And um, he kind of had my back um, on that. So um, Shady says, who is the vet in the back? Well, so producer Jake is a vet as am I. Um, the flag is my grandfather and the picture beside it uh, is my dad, which um, I, he is, he is still alive. He has not passed. Um, uh, but I just have his picture there cause, uh, I'm in the process. What will happen here in the coming, coming weeks is my office will, will be transformed. Um, and that wall in particular, there you go. will be, uh, we'll put a lot more pictures and stuff up there right now. I've just got some artwork from my kids. Uh, my one is a rather talented, uh, rather talented artist she loves to give me give me stuff so i put it up there um but yeah i just i have his i have his marine corps picture i just have it there just you know because it's it's eventually going to go up anyway so um 
Although it does look like that's the flag and the person who, who you know, whose flag it was, but that's it's not. I realize that looks uh, looks different. Um, ah, you're very welcome. All right, so let's go ahead and put a bow on this thing. I appreciate everybody that came in, stopped by for a split second. If you don't mind subscribing, liking, sharing, all that kind of stuff, that helps out. Uh, I'm just going to go ahead and be forthright with you. Um, social media will taper down a little bit. I really enjoyed the dopamine realignment in my brain from not being online as much. So I think I'm going to try to keep as much of it as I can. Show's not stopping. Everything keeps going onward and upward. But uh, those of you who that are accustomed to very quick responses to me with like the tags and the DMs and stuff like that, that will, that's, you're going to notice a little bit more of a lag time there. So anyway, thanks everybody. Um, I hope you were good for those 40 days and we got some money to make this weekend, man. Max Holloway, Max Bet. Uh, be good to each other. God bless you. We'll see you. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off, my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.